This episode is sponsored by Describe, purveyors of finely crafted box text for GMs. Give your players immersive descriptions of your world, written by award-winning writers, by visiting describe.com slash the damage guild and using the coupon code the damage guild to save ten percent off your subscription. That's DSCRYB.com slash the damage guild. Coupon code the damage guild. Previously on the Damage Guild podcast. You're back at the inn. Tokus, you're the one on watch. You turn and in front of the door is this massive crimson red ooze. I wake up the others. I'm going to zap this thing. 10 damage from the arrow and then 12 from the lightning. Where the lightning struck it, there's now this cleft in the slime and then the two separate pieces split apart and it moves forward and engulfs you inside of it. Stripey's gonna leap from his bed. 11 clawing damage. He cucks it in half and the two pieces, now being too small to actually contain you, fall off. Another fiery slice. One point of fire and seven piercing. Fire sizzles across the surface of the slime as it settles down into a large puddle. Who sicked this ugly, disgusting thing on us? Shaba, can you describe for me the way that you felt when you were inside the ooze? In five words. How does that make you feel? (laughs) Uh, Like being swallowed by death. (laughs) It's a pretty good answer. Did the feeling remind you of anything? No. Nothing at all. Nothing I've ever experienced before. Nothing at all? Not even like the... Nope. Not like the crystals? No. Uh -uh. Actually, you want to give me an... Insight check? Insight, yeah. Yes, I do. I absolutely want to do that. (laughs) The most I've ever wanted to do anything in my life before. Uh, I rolled a a natural one. (laughs) All right. It doesn't remind you of anything. (laughs) My insight is a plus five, though. I will say that in my defense. No, Tokus, it it did not feel like anything. No, I feel like I felt like a familiar aura. Does Tokus notice that? You did not. You didn't. You're you're imagining things. Uh, Yeah, I didn't. I didn't get engulfed. (laughs) You know what's weird, guys, is uh, my hex did nothing. Really? Yeah. Nothing. That is weird. They were immune to the necrotic damage, so it seemed. Who could have done this, Tokus? Who? Hmm. It was like a blood ooze, like a like the like the ichor. Hang on, is there some on the ground? Can I can I kind of like alchemize it's it? It's all over the place. Forget the ooze, Tokus. We need to look around the inn. Yeah, for sure. But I'm gonna put this in a spare vial. I'm gonna put some of it in a spare vial. Cork it. We'll check it out later. Okay. All right. We need to search the inn from top to bottom. Toss every room. Talk to the bartender, see if he saw any suspicious activity. Kick in every door of every guest who's sleeping here. Yep. And interrogate them. Yes. Let's go downstairs and see what the situation is like in the common room. Are there people around? And maybe everybody else is fighting these things or eaten by them. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Is the bartender awake? Agreed. We head downstairs. It's the middle of the night, so they're not awake. It's past last call. Yeah. You head downstairs. I check the front door. Is it locked? Uh, It is not locked. It's not locked. Does it look like there's any evidence of tampering? Give me an investigation check. I will. That is not bad. Uh, a 15. You examine the lock, and there's some, like, shavings of metal in the keyhole on the outside, as if something was stuck inside that 
wasn't meant to be in there. Mm. So at least we can be relatively certain that the innkeeper was not complicit in this scheme. Uh, I track the tracks through the... I, I, I <laughs> go through from the front door to the, the path that the ooze would have taken to get to our room and see if there are any traces or signs of any other, whether it be mud from the bottom of a boot or a partial footprint. This blade of carpet is bent. There must have been someone walking here. Exactly. <laughs> any other sign that a rangery type person like me might identify. All right. Make your check. I do. I make a ranger check. <laughs> Wait, Aslo, shouldn't you be telling Shaba that he looks especially beautiful in the night? You should. Shaba, you look better in this very dim light than you have in any other light ever. Wow. <laughs> Thank you. That's kind of romantic, actually, for you to say. But uh, I'm, I'm making a survival check right now. Uh, <laughs> it, that is a 10. With the bardic? With the bardic, believe it or not. Oh, I rolled a one on the bardic. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so you search the inn, you can't make out any specific footprints of what might have been the guest going to your room. What you do notice is that the tracks of the slime only start right outside your door. Oh. Uh, Whoa, what? Some sort of conjured creature, or released from some cage, or other dimension? Uh, I look up on the walls and ceilings, do I see anything there? You don't see anything suspicious? Hmm, okay. We check the doors of the other rooms without disturbing the, the other patrons. Check them how, like, rattling the knobs or just looking at Like, see if there's any traces of slime or anything, yeah, tampering or anything similar. Okay. As far as you can tell, they're not disturbed. The slime either appeared or was placed in front of your room and went inside, and there's no sign it went anywhere else. Okay, just making sure it didn't eat everyone else first. That's a good sign. Well, someone here doesn't like us very much. My question is, it was this huge thing. It was like six feet in most dimensions, and it just appeared right outside our door. Where, like, It's not like someone had it in a bottle and just dropped it onto our front step, right? Uh, I wouldn't. I mean, it could either have been conjured, or it could have been summoned from somewhere else. Huh. It's kind of the same thing. Um, yeah. No, conjured is like when you create a magical creature for a limited period of time, whereas someone would be like, it exists in another plane or another dimension, and you bring it here, and it was just mm. like minding its own business over there. That's uh, Maybe my, my semantics are not correct, but that would be what I would say the difference is. Yeah. <clears throat> the other factor is, obviously, it was released by someone, because they broke in, right? Mm. And... Jimmy the lock or whatever. So someone with those types of skills. So one would think that they have levels in both rogue and mage of some sort, unless it was a group of people, in which case they left no trace of their passing, despite there being multiple individuals, or at least no apparent trace. But it's also the inside of an inn in which a lot of people walk. That's true. <laughs> well, seeing as we have plans for later today... I would like to get some shut-eye and try to recover those spell slots if possible. <laughs> so what, uh, yeah, I think we need to sleep in today. There's no question. Yeah, for sure. Number Hulk will, uh, well, yeah, it'll wait, you know, it'll, it'll wait for us to get a few extra hours of sleep. You uncomfortably get back into bed and yeah. you can hear the slime still just kind of wipe slime oh. as the little pieces are just yeah. moving slowly around the room. 
Did we not do a clean sweep and like squish the rest? No, man. Well, I mean, you can keep on squishing it, but it's slime. It's like, yeah. Just get Stripey to eat it. So he's like a dog, right? He'll just eat anything <laughs> off the floor. It's fine. Pretty much just eat whatever. Yeah. yeah. So it's uh, not effective as uh, a combatant in any way, but it's still got little bits of it that are slowly moving around. Uh, much like the slime that you picked up before. Ugh. Very gross. Um, are we taking turns for watch, like as per usual? Togus, you've been relieved of your watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of us is no longer taking watches. <laughs> yeah, I'll take over from here. You get some sleep. Well, okay. <laughs> That's probably for the best. <laughs> I should say. You make a fine watchdog, Shaba. Right. Thank you. Wait. <laughs> the rest of the night and early morning passes uneventfully. Phew. At least until you hear one of the guests outside shouting at the sight of all this blood in the hallway from Slime's trail. Oh boy, we got some splaining to do. <laughs> all right, we gather our gear, get all ready to go, make sure the room is at least somewhat clean. Then we walk downstairs and explain to the innkeep what happened. We apologize for the mess. Here's an extra gold piece, and I nudge Aslo. <laughs> And, and I give him a silver sorry piece. That, <laughs> <laughs> sorry for any inconvenience, but please have our rooms promptly cleaned for our return this evening. Thank you. I'm so sorry about what happened. I'm. I'll get everything cleaned up right away. Yeah, you better change the locks. Yeah, you should probably change the locks. Add another lock. Yeah, and add a couple more, <laughs> like a, one of those sliding bar locks, and then like a couple chain locks and stuff to keep people from coming in. In fact, we're not staying here tonight. We're going to go find a different inn because they know that we're staying here, whoever sent that ooze. Yeah. But we are sorry for the mess and we do leave them extra money. But guys, we need a different inn. <laughs> yeah, you're right. We shouldn't stay here again now that they know where we are. They'll just come back and do something else. It's true. They were waiting for us to be at our most vulnerable. They just were trying to assassinate us. Wait, are there other inns in Glass Rock? I mean, it's a huge city, I imagine. Yeah, there are plenty of other brains. Okay. We'll just randomly pick one tonight when we get back. Yeah. That was not like Zestum. This was an assassination attempt. This was not the work of a hired mercenary. This was the work of someone more nefarious. <laughs> yes. Are we all paid up with Blackblade? Yeah, we don't know her uh, yeah. anything. Okay, just just making sure. I mean... We even sent her gifts. <laughs> professions of love. Yeah, we did do that. <laughs> I think... Yeah, I, don't, I wonder if she'd like that dark chocolate. Listen, I, I wonder. <laughs> it has to be. Could it be? The Cult of Altoria. What? I mean, who else? I, I would guess, but you would think that given all the big to-do that they made about us... If they actually were here and they knew where we are, they would have just sent in all their killers. Dudes, you know? yeah. Mm. Well, listen, guys. Antokas gets out the uh, the vial with the oozing and says, let's get alchemized. <laughs> oh, I thought we were going to go kill the Umber Hulk, though. No, 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 we will, but I, I don't we want to solve this mystery first? I don't think there's anything we can possibly learn about who our attackers were by studying this blood. You don't think so? Okay. Well, then I put it back in my bag. No, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Okay. You know what? We're already up late. Let's just take half the day to study this, <laughs> and then we'll go fight the Umber Hulk later. All right. Go ahead. Give it a check. Here's the thing, though. The Umber Hulk might not wait, because someone else might go kill it. Let's go kill that and come back, because the ooze can wait. 
I thought we had secured the contract. I think we just said we would do it. Nobody else has done it yet. You said you were going to do it, but yeah, if you, if someone else comes and does it, then you're out of luck. Oh. Yeah. We don't want some mithril's to come in and steal it from us. Let's go kill us an Umber Hulk, get back, get the armor upgrading, and check out the ooze, okay? We got exactly. a lot to do today. Let's let's stick to the to-do list. Okay. All right. Let's do the ooze later. And okay. let's go kill the Umber Hulk, or try to track it down. <laughs> so we go. And probably die. <laughs> to the mines! To the mines! Real quick, I just wanted to share something useful with you. Check out Describe.com, that's D-S-C-R-Y-B.com, where you'll have a whole team of professional writers helping you in and outside of game for planning your D&D adventures. Are you already a dungeon master? Well, then let Describe services take huge chunks of time off of your typical preparation to get you back to doing what you love best about the game, actually playing it. They will provide you with descriptive text of places, monsters, spells, and other observations to be read aloud by you to your players. Currently, they have over 1,400 such scenes and with more being written all the time. So visit Describe.com slash The Damage Guild. Again, that's D-S-C-R-Y-B.com slash The Damage Guild. And if you do, consider using our 10% off coupon code. That's also The Damage Guild, no spaces, at the checkout. And start having awesome descriptions for everything in your adventures just beyond your keystrokes. So you make your way over to the foreman of the mines... He does seem to be kind of perturbed. He's a little bit flustered with whatever is going on at the moment. And as you walk up, he turns to you and says, Ah, adventurers, right? We are adventurers, but you are obviously perturbed. (laughs) I wonder why that might be. Could it have something to do with the Umber Hulk who's been plaguing your mind for only the gods know how long? Well, I I know how long. It showed up about a week ago. Ah, a week Our first clue, fellas. (laughs) What else can you tell us about this foul creature? It appeared as we were working in a relatively new shaft at the lowest levels of our mines. It drove out the workers, and we've basically just let that shaft sit empty for a while now until we know that it's cleared. We've been looking for some adventurers like yourselves to go and take care of the problem. Umber hulks, we know, typically are solitary creatures, but occasionally you might find a mated pair or parent and its young together. Not sure exactly what we're dealing with there, but do you think you're up to the task? Oh, I think we're up to the task. I don't know, but I think. So, we'd like to take it on. Best news I've heard today. (laughs) We get that all the time. (laughs) (laughs) So we can afford to pay you 250 gold coins if you manage to take out one Umber Hulk. And if there's more than that, we can't afford that much for each one, but we can still make it worth your while. Wow. That does sound quite worth the old while. What do you say there, Tokus? Oh, I'm, I'm interested. I think we need to make a quick pit stop in Hyrule to pick up the mirror shield so that we can look into the shield instead of looking at it. That would be a good plan of action. So mechanically, first question, how does it work closing our eyes while trying to fight something? Second question, would using a reflective (laughs) surface actually do anything that we know of? Okay, well, if you can't see your target, that gives you disadvantage on all attack rolls against it. You also need to know that you're attacking the right space where it is. Basically, if you get up close to it and you're looking down at the ground, you can kind of see its you know, leg out of the corner of your vision or something. And that should work with just normal disadvantage, and you'd be able to figure out where it is generally. But if you're trying to you know, shoot it with a bow and arrow, that's probably not going to work out as well. Hmm. Yeah. So this is a particular problem for you, Jay, blind fighting. Yeah, 
when two Umber Hulks fall in love and they gaze into each other's eyes, do they start getting really confused? <laughs> Did we know that from our role, from our nature checks that we made last time? You think they're probably not susceptible to their own confusion? Uh, that's too bad. Because we could try and like go out and find another Umber Hulk and bring it down to the caves. Make them and fall in love, yeah. yada yada, the rest is history. That's good thinking, Shaba. You know, I think this is true, though, because like, in real life as well, love is a bit of a confusion as well. That's it true. Is. Now the next yeah. question is, what if a bugbear and an Umber Hulk fall in love? What, uh, what's the result of that? A bumber bear, I believe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that's the offspring that would result. Have scientists studied that? No? Okay. Just curious. Okay, so as for the reflection... It's possible that it would help. You're not really sure. It might help. It might do nothing at all. You haven't mm. experienced that sort of thing. Okay. It would be either a bumber bear or a bowel hulk. <laughs> 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 the second one makes me think of something else. Um, okay. So yeah. real quick, let's talk mechanics here. So I did not cheat. Just going on the record to say I did not cheat. I did not look up the monster or even... Uh, although I was very tempted to like look up how do you fight heavily armored. I, in my mind, I feel like this thing is heavily armored. I also think <laughs> that we need more variety of weapons. We're all, and I brought this up with you guys the other day, we're all piercing, we're all slashing, all of us, all of our weapons, including stripies, various weapons of choice. Yes. So I think we should diversify. Even though it's expensive, I think we should see if there's a weaponsmith and I think we should get into some new weapons. What do you say, boys? Do we even know that these things are particularly hardy against certain damage types, or did you metagame that? You said you didn't metagame that, but did you? Uh, no, I didn't metagame. <laughs> okay. I did not cheat, but I'm using my gamer brain. Like, I've played, you know, Final Fantasy and other games of that ilk, and, like, I feel like right. something that's maybe made out of... I mean, isn't it, like, stone? Isn't this thing, like, made of stone, or, like... No, it's just a big gorilla bug. Gorilla bug person. I was gonna say, I started looking into weapons, and I think a Warhammer would be really cool, but anyway. It would. <laughs> You'd be the best suited to use it, too. I just thought it'd be a fun excuse to get a new weapon. It's generally a good idea to have all damage types available, but the vast majority of monsters have no particular resistances or weaknesses to any sort of damage type. Okay. Especially not to, like, regular, like mundane damage types like piercing, slashing, bludgeoning. Like, that's essentially limited to, like, skeletons, I feel like. Mm. Or certain, certain oozes or something like that. Yeah, or undead that we have fought in the past or will fight again. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> you never know. Yeah, and the other thing, Tokus, is the whole reason we're doing this side quest is to fund your new armor. Mm. So the last thing we need to do is go spend 15 gold a bunch pieces. of gold on <laughs> new weapons yeah. when our old weapons are perfectly fine. Well, I actually have a shopping list for other things that we maybe want to try to find before we fight this thing. <laughs> All right. Um, first, you have almost no money, though? Yeah, Tokus. Um, I'm nearly broke, so I was going to consult the other two. So a couple, couple of things that might be sweet if we can get our hands on them, although this one's a little pricey. I'll start with the cheaper thing. What about oil? Oil can be useful. What if we lubricate the umber hole <laughs> with some oil? <laughs> just Crisco that bad boy up and then slide him yep. down a lava tube. Problem solved. That's all you gotta do. Just kick him down and he's long gone. If we ignite the oil on or in an AOE effect, if you will, 
it could be pretty effective. I think those flasks of oil that our friend Andy always carries <laughs> around and always every tries to campaign. use are like n- super nubbins <laughs> for damage. <laughs> They're really just not not even worth the bother. They seem like they would be really cool. Yeah. And then it deals, deals like a D4 of damage, period. And yeah. So oil is more than that, by the way. But Yeah. But imagine in real life the difference between stabbing someone and dousing their whole body in oil and lighting it on fire. <laughs> so, like, D&D is not like real life in that sense at all. Because the damage from these oil flasks and from burning is really low. And you're better off just doing your regular attack, especially now that you're a lot stronger. If the target takes any fire damage before the oil dries, so this is if you hit them with the oil, the target takes an additional five damage from the burning oil. You can also, and we might want to use this mode, pour a flask of oil on the ground to cover a five-foot square area, provided that the surface is level. If lit, the oil burns for two rounds and deals five damage to any creature that enters the area or ends its turn in the area. So it can deal five or ten damage. So it's just a flat number there's no dice involved nope nope it's just flat damage also other item on my shopping list this one would definitely be a little bit more expensive it's something that i talked about a really 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 long time ago in the very beginning of the adventure before we had money alchemist's fire that one is slightly better if i recall yes our other friend tommy used to like to carry around alchemist's fire (laughs) yeah he would spam that like crazy yeah (laughs) well the reason it's good is because like if you're fighting like a boss or something else that has like a lot of hp the boss will want to take an act spend a whole action just to douse themselves this sticky adhesive fluid ignites when exposed to air so we don't even have to shoot a fireball at this one like i would the oil or any other type of fire as an action you can throw this flask up to 20 feet it's not that far unfortunately shattering it on impact make a ranged attack against a creature object treating the alchemist's fire as an improvised weapon on a hit the target takes 1d4 fire damage now i know that doesn't sound like a lot of damage but hear hear me out at the start of each of its turns for how long a creature can end this damage by using its action so it has to spend its action to make a dc uh, a dexterity 10 check to extinguish the flames now here's my dungeon master question if a target has been hexed for dexterity or cursed for dexterity, like, like bestow curse, is it harder for them to extinguish themselves? It's a dexterity check, and hex applies to ability checks. So then, yes, that would give them the disadvantage on that. Other DM question. Does treating it as an improvised weapon mean that you take disadvantage when making an attack roll with it? No, it means you don't get your proficiency bonus. Uh, you or Brian would still be the best candidate for getting it onto the target. Right, because we have decks. Which I, I'm lacking in. Yes. If one of us could get this thing lit with some alchemist fire and I can manage to hex it for dexterity and not lose that hex, I mean, it's going to be trying to put itself out. Here's the thing. There's no negative on this item unless you miss with it. The, and the cost of it, it is 50 gold pieces. But here's <laughs> the thing. 50. Uh, I was going to start with oil because I didn't want you guys to freak out. 50 gold to time walk the actions of a boss or a big scary thing, I think that's worth it. Took us for us to time walk him, I have to time walk myself. Because if I'm throwing a flask that does D4 damage, I'm not shooting a marked target that does D8 plus D6 plus 3 damage. (laughs) Also, isn't this something that you're good at fighting, Shava? I'm good at fighting? What is an Umberhulk? Is it a beast? No, beasts are generally natural, like real world creatures. 
boars and lions and tigers. This thing's not natural? What is it? Like, like It's a magical it's probably creature. an aberration or a horror or something. Something magical, yeah. Magical beast. Or... Well, hey, I put those ideas out there. New new weapon, oil, alchemist's fire. There, there's the end of my shopping list. They, they were ideas. Yes, definitely. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. No, it's, it's, it's a legitimate uh, thought for sure. It's just that mechanically it doesn't work out as well as we would like to think it does. Because I used to think like that a lot too. I'd be like, oh man, it'd be so cool, you know, light them on fire and stuff. But I think especially because it's like a flask you're talking about, you know, like this much oil. I think we, we stand to do a lot more damage with our regular attacks than with 50 gold of an attack that we might miss with. Right, but just again, it's it's a D4 every turn for the whole fight. Right, no, you, you sweet summer child, uh, <laughs> you have not been jaded by the years <laughs> upon years of D&D playing that it takes to realize that your best hope in combat is to submit to normalcy and just swing with your just weapon. swing with my weapon. <laughs> Here, here's the thing, here's the thing. So, I used a healing potion the other day, and it did feel really bad that it didn't make the target. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really, really bad. It Like, 50 gold pieces bad. Yeah, it burns. I'm sure mm-hmm. I would feel just as bad if this missed, too. Yeah, it burns mm-hmm. worse than alchemist fire. Speaking of which, I did <laughs> replenish. I do have another healing potion. Oh, good. Nice. I think I did. I bought one, too. Yes. So no wonder I'm broke. Tommy's whole thing with the fire only really worked because he also had a spell that allowed him to duplicate any non-magical liquid. Oh, so right. eventually, mm. after weeks of traveling, you know, he had barrels full of alchemist fire. <laughs> yeah, that he never had to pay for. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Right. Yeah, welcome to Pathfinder. <laughs> no, that wasn't Pathfinder. No, that, was that, was, that was second edition. That was second edition. Oh, was it really? Oh, wow. <laughs> but, I mean, you might the, the same applies. <laughs> Second edition. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess I'm out of ideas. I still kind of want that Warhammer, though. That'd be kind of sweet to have a like a glass hammer. Can we just go around town and see if there's something, guys? I feel like we need an edge for this fight. Tokus, focus, focus. Do not spend money right now. Focus, Tokus. Do not spend money. Yeah. You're saving up for this armor that Spaith Iron Tong has so graciously offered to begin work on without you having all the money for. He's cut us a deal. Shaba, I don't care so much about the armor. I, I can't believe I'm saying this. I don't care so much about the armor. I care about the four of what? us. What? I, so I care about the three of us. You've been saying nothing but where's my armor? When are we going to upgrade my armor? Where's my armor for the last month? And now you, d- quote unquote, don't care so much about the armor? Let's leave Glassrock right now then if you don't care so much about the armor. Shabba, do you even know what an Umber Hulk is like? I can't even believe I heard those words uttered out of your mouth, Tokus Alton. Tokus, whatever your middle name is, Alton. Tokus, the armor-wanting gnome, Alton. Is that, is that yes. my middle name now? If that even is your real yeah, name. Yeah, Tokus, the apparently not wanting armor so much, Alton. I can't enjoy the armor if I'm dead. Tokus, you can't enjoy the armor while you're alive either. Because you just can't, <laughs> you just can't seem to be satisfied. You can't seem to enjoy anything, came, can you? <laughs> the, the, the fact that we came all the way here just for you and just for this suit of armor, and now you're ready to throw it all away. Do you understand that if he finishes that armor, if Spaith spends all this time in work and finishes that armor, and we can't pay for it, and you can't give him the gold that you promised you'd have, he's gonna put it up for sale in this shop. And then you'll just have to stare at it on the wall all day long. And then I'll find out who buys it. 
and then we'll go kill them and then take it anyway. <laughs> we'll go mug them in, the, in an alley. Except their armor class will be too high. Actually, <laughs> then we would also keep the 250 from this quest. Yeah. <laughs> maybe that's. Maybe we should just become vagabonds instead of playing fair. You know what? After he puts it up on his wall, I bet an Umber Hulk would come and buy it anyway. So let's go kill it before it buys your armor that you aren't going to buy. Exactly. Besides, Tokus, the best financial advice I have ever heard is spend a bunch of money that you don't have on a bunch of crap that you don't need. Well, yeah, that actually, that doesn't apply here. But the point <laughs> is, we need to go kill this thing. Now, pull yourself together, man. Uh, I'm ready to do this. Can we just have a strategy before we go in there? Yes. Yes. If you need a bludgeoning weapon, use shield bash. I don't actually have shield bash. Well, hit it with your shield then. I could use my shield <laughs> as an improvised weapon. Exactly. That's what I meant. Is that what you meant? Okay. So how are you two going to fight this thing? I have gnome uh, cunning. I'm going to get confused and by its eyes and shoot you instead, probably. That's my strategy. <laughs> That's always been my strategy, Tuckus. Do we know if the confusion effect takes place while we are looking into each other's eyes, or is it only if we are able to see the creature? So, like, if we put sunglasses on it, then we wouldn't be able to see its eyes. Yes, exactly. Well, you know that the power is based in its eyes. As far as the rules go, it's if you can see the creature, it applies to you. If you can figure out some clever way to block its line of sight to you without blocking your own line of sight to it, then... That sounds like it should work. Yes. So myself or Stripey needs to get on its face and grapple <laughs> to its face. <laughs> Just like arms and legs around its head as it's like lumbering around. No, my idea was I can run up to it and uncork the necklace of darkness and create a swath of darkness around it. And then that way, at least Shaba would be able to fire into the darkness and hopefully not hit me and hit the Umber Hulk instead. Mm. So maybe that doesn't work as well as I thought, but... You're going to cling to its body? Yeah. Shooting into darkness is effectively the same as closing your eyes and shooting. Oh, okay. All right. Well, fair enough then. It sounded a lot better in my head. Is the magical darkness greater than a five-foot square that the stone produces? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So then, yeah, it... it yeah. <laughs> well... Somebody in this city has fought and lived through an Umber Hulk. We need to find them. I don't really know that we do, though. Can't we just go fight the Umber Hulk? <laughs> <laughs> You're taking this so lightly, Shabby. You're the one that's always trying to save us from all the precarious situations we get ourselves in. Why am I the one that's trying to keep us from just charging in with no inf little information? No, we all rolled really well on our on our uh, nature checks. nature checks to f know some stuff about this. So we now know to expect to get confused by it. I did also tell you that they can burrow through things, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, just making sure I didn't leave that part out. <laughs> so, I've told you pretty much everything that you're going to be able to learn about it, regardless of what source you go to. Yeah. Yep. One other question for the foreman. Uh, did you guys seal off the uh, entrance to that shaft before you left? Or after you left, either way? No, it's not sealed off. We simply haven't been using it. We need to provide easy access for whoever goes down there to clear the monsters out. Okay. Also, what sort of mine is this? What do you actually mine here? Uh, various gemstones. Oh, mm. cool. I mean, I guess if we kill more than one Umber Hulk and you can't pay us in gold, you could also pay us in gemstones. We wouldn't be opposed to that. <laughs> gemstones that I could refine? Yeah. But you can also pay us in gold. Gold is good, too. Yeah, but he specifically mentioned he didn't have enough to pay us 250 for each Umber Hulk we killed, so mm. there may be some alternate resources available. 
Now that's thinking with your wallet, Shaba. <laughs> we have plenty of other operating shafts. We can't afford that much money just to open up one again. You know, the Sapphire Road is called that for a reason. I see. Ah, yes. So it is. All right, guys. I say let's charge in recklessly. I would agree with that. Okay. And Tokus, if you need a strategy, just think really hard about killing it, and it will come to you. (laughs) I don't have any more sugar, so... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dude. What if you could blind it to keep its eyes from looking at us? Blind it with what? With With sugar. Science. I mean sugar. I don't have any sugar. Were we going to go to the supermarket? Yes. Yes, we're in the middle of a city. We stop by the baker. A dwarven city. And buy some sugar. (laughs) We do that. (laughs) I I feel like Thane is trying to move me away from the sugar. Well, it doesn't cost much, so we saw that it was helpful once. Just, let's just, here, I'll I'll buy. How much is a a little bag full of sugar? A silver piece? How much is a barrel of sugar? (laughs) And whatever's left over, we'll give it to the, the poor orphan children in town. Or a sack of flour. Actually, let's do flour. That would be even better. I would like a sack of flour, please. That way it not only gets on him, it gets on us, too. Exactly. Yeah, good thinking. Flour is two copper pieces per pound. Uh-oh, Tokus, that's outside your budget. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, but like, flour is not the same as a sugar bomb attack. You're right. A sugar bomb attack is your patented special maneuver. <laughs> How about sugar? How much is that? Probably about the same as salt, I would guess. So five coppers per pound? All right, five coppers. Let's buy a pound of that. All right, it's bought. Out of party gold. All right, and give most of it, give all of it to Tokus. (laughs) All right, Tokus. So I'm just going to mash this in his face and try to make it so he can't (laughs) see? Is that our plan? Yes, and make some vials, some sugar vials to blast at him. Oh, we're buying sugar? I thought we were buying flour. No, we're buying sugar. Buying the good stuff. Tokus, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, my friend. You've used sugar to great effect in the past. Now, Tokus, write down sugar bomb on your character sheet. Yes, one pound of sugar bombs. Yeah. <laughs> it's just sugar in a bag, guys. <laughs> Tokus, it's your patented sugar bomb attack. Don't downplay it. Don't be so modest. <laughs> now, let's go kill us an Umber Hulk. Yay! Yeah! And we charge off down the hallway. <laughs> let's go. The foreman points you to a large elevator shaft. Ooh, they have an elevator. That's convenient. (laughs) The shaft has a sturdy wooden platform with two sets of minecart tracks built into the floor. I press all the buttons. You know, when you just go... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Dang it. Every time. Every time, Shaba. (laughs) This is why we can't have nice things. (laughs) So you'll be going to the deepest section of the mines. Is it also the darkest? Well, this whole place is pretty much equally dark. <laughs> and by by that, I mean, specifically, do you have lights up in the walls, like torches or anything down there still? I mean, dwarves have dark vision, so they don't need lights. So they mine without lights? Yes. Okay. Then I put my lantern helmet on. It would also be kind of potentially dangerous to have fires going in mines, so okay. it's safer to just not have that at all for them. All right. Well, then I put my lantern helmet on and I light a fire. <laughs> <laughs> Say, Shaba, allow me, and I cast light. Uh, okay, do it on my forehead. Okay, on Shaba's forehead. Oh no, just do it on the place on the lantern helmet that usually has all the candle action <laughs> going on. So, like, the candle. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. Wow, it's almost like there's a candle in here, except it's not <laughs> flickering anymore. 
How long does this baby last? Until I cast it again. Yeah. All right. Just don't cast it again. Forever. <laughs> I think it's like one hour max. Uh, yeah. Something like that. Shucks. But it's a cantrip, so I'll just cast it again. <laughs> <laughs> you all climb aboard the platform? Oh, yeah. Yes, we do. Is it of sturdy dwarven make and makes us feel safe as we're descending? It does look and feel quite sturdy. Yeah. Made of stout wood, probably oak or something. Another nearby dwarf, having been told of your mission here, sets a couple of levers on the side and then pulls one down, and you start to drop down on the platform, slowly lowering into the depths of the mine. Oh, guys, if we had any second... uh, Second thoughts? If we had any... Yeah, yeah. Or last words. (laughs) I'm having some second thoughts. Guys, I... This might be our last adventure together. This is it, guys. Yep. This is the end. We're all going to die down here. (laughs) The sounds of the city fade away and are replaced by the ringing of picks and hammers as you descend past several open mine shafts that are apparently still operating. And then I I yell to the dwarves, Hi-ho! Do we hear the response? (laughs) They shout back, Oh yeah, we haven't heard that one before! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, great joke, bud! You hear a couple of their own songs going as they're working in the mines, but not that one. Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I guess it's outdated. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to take out that scrap of goat leather that, remember from the goat ball that I got from my mom that I used for the vision, and I'm going to tear it in half, and then I'm going to kneel down next to Tokus, and I'm going to press one half into his palm and clutch his hand in both of mine and say, Tokus... If I don't make it out of here, I'm relying on you to return this to my mother. It's the only memory she'll have left of me. But how will I know it's her? You'll know, Tokus. <laughs> You'll know. <laughs> and then I turn to Aslo, and I press the other half of the, go- the goat skin. Are you just giving away your whole precious? <laughs> and I say, Aslo, if I don't make it out of this, you've got to get this scrap of goat leather back to my mother. It's the only way she'll have to remember me. <laughs> But, but Chapa, <laughs> what? what if neither Tokus or I makes it out of this? What will you do? Then Stripey will have to take it off of you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, you tear it again. And <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. I tear Aslo's in half again, so it's even a smaller piece, and then I give it to Stripey and say, Stripey, I know you have no way of holding on to this, but just remember that it's here on the elevator shaft. Or I left it here on the floor. If I don't make it out of this alive, you have to bring this back to my mother. It's the only way she'll remember me. He can pick up one object in his mouth and carry it for 500 miles. Yeah. Yeah, you look down and it's just disappeared. He's already eaten it. (laughs) He just did that for safekeeping. Uh, He's like, it's like a drug mule. He just eats it and and waits so he can travel long distances. Fortunately, this elevator trip passes less eventfully than the last time you went down an elevator into the mines. Oh, good. Yeah, right? Man, that was a scary one. After several minutes, the elevator reaches the lowest level and comes to a stop. The tunnels down here are deathly silent, and you involuntarily shiver as a faint draft blows chill air past you. (laughs) The tunnels here seem relatively new compared to the other mines that you passed by. You can see fresh beams supporting the walls and ceilings, and you'll begin to make your way down through the mine, looking for any signs of the Umberhulk's passage. 
We look for elephant footprints. Yeah, why don't you why don't you range us an umber hulk, Shaba? I do. I have both my short swords drawn, by the way. Uh, yeah, that's a good idea. I'll draw my bow. <laughs> my lightning bow. Yeah, I'm gonna don my shield. Oh yeah, wait. Speaking of dawn, at dawn my lightning bow regains D4 charges. <laughs> or is it D3? Ah. I think it's D3. Yeah, it only has three max. Did you yes. not recharge? I did not recharge when we dawned today. Well, do you even need a roll if you've only used it once? Uh, I do, yes. You can't <laughs> roll less than a, a one on... Well, I, do, I don't know that it had three on it before. Because the lightning man... Well, you hadn't used it ever before. But the lightning man used it. Bojo. But it's been several like days. Two weeks. Yeah. So it would have recharged anyway. Yeah, it's been a long time. Yeah, okay, got it. So it recharges minimum one every morning, and since I only used one yesterday, then it's definitely at three right now. Yes. Got it. All right. I don't recharge my bow. Let's <laughs> go, guys. <laughs> so what is your marching order? Took us in front, me in middle, Shaba in back, Stripey. Stripey in way back. Uh, like 20 feet ahead of us. <laughs> <laughs> gotta have someone as bait. Guys, I promise you... I know that we're fifth level and I've never made a good ranger check the entire campaign, but I really am a good ranger. I rolled a one on my survival <laughs> check. Uh, wow. Well, possibly because you're trying to track it from the back, but you're not having much success in finding any signs of the Ember Hulks. <laughs> Everyone give me perception checks. That one was slightly better with 17. <laughs> I, I got a nine. Aslo got a six. Shaba, you're the only one to notice that just ahead of you, right before Tokus walks into the area, you see a section of the tunnel that seems to have noticeably more rubble of just fallen rocks and other debris than the rest of the tunnel you've been walking down so far. You also spot that one of the ceiling beams just a few feet ahead of is cracked and bowed just a little bit. Hmm. Uh, well, Shaba knows bowed. <laughs> yes. Guys, don't look now, but it appears there's been some sort of disruption in this passage. What sort of disruption would you say? I would say that it looks like the ceiling beam has the same shape as this weapon I'm holding. Also, there's rocks over there. Huh. Mm. It's like the, the beam is bowed and there's rubble on the ground? You could say that, but I wouldn't use those words exactly. Oh, I'm sorry. Forgive me. So, this is not a very safe... Shaft. Maybe that's where the miners encountered the Umberhulk last time. I think it is. And I think that's where we should go. Do you, Shaba, don't you also have some kind of, like, sense things ability? I do not. Okay. Um, all I have is primal awareness, uh, which allows me to detect aberrations, celestials, dragons, <laughs> elementals, fey, fiends, or undead present within one mile. Isn't it possible that this is an aberration? It's a different thing. You have the detecting beasts and getting a rough number and location. Oh, yes. Oh, is that what we house-ruled? But that still doesn't apply? Yes. Let's oh, okay. See. Primeval awareness. Establish a powerful link to beasts in the land around you. Hmm. Might still be useful. There might be some creatures down here. Uh, it's only for beasts. Yeah. Okay. That's too bad. I think I might have been thinking of uh, uh, Lorfinus's ability to sense divine sense or whatever. To sense demons? Yeah. Lorfinus, the alternate character of uh, Sean Abrams, as played in our bonus campaign, available at the steel level of our Patreon. That's right. Check it out. Patreon.com slash Damage Guild. So what should we do then? 
We should go in the tunnel where it looks like it's been disturbed by a large hulking creature. Okay, we do that. Tokus, lead the way. I mean, Stripey, lead the way. Stripey, stay behind me. <laughs> Don't listen to Aslo. He doesn't have your best interests at heart. I'm trying to give him the first chance at fighting this thing, Shaba. <laughs> Since he deals the most damage out of any of us. Yeah. <laughs> Well, my natural explorer ability does allow me to learn exact number sizes and how long ago tracked creatures passed through the area. So I might know if a Umber Hulk passed this way. Except you can't track it since you got a one on that. So I'm not tracking it anymore because I rolled poorly? Well, you never tracked it to begin with. Mm. I guess you need to like pick up on a trail. Is that the idea? You haven't seen anything that would be a clear and obvious sign that it stepped right there. Especially since it's all stone. Now that we've seen possible evidence of it being here, could he make another roll? Yeah, I guess you can try again. Uh, that is significantly better. <laughs> Couldn't be significantly worse, right? Uh, that is a 21. <laughs> Slightly different. You do see here, now that you're up close, there are signs that there was a bit of a struggle here. You can see some scratch marks in the floor and the walls that don't seem like they were made by the picks. Hmm. Uh-oh. Our second clue. <laughs> they keep piling up. You also see what you believe are three separate sets of large footprints. Oh. There's one particularly large one where its feet are two feet across. Wow. And then two smaller ones that are maybe half the size. Uh-oh. Himini, Jiminy, Criminy. That's not good. Actually, those are their names. No, I'm just, I am just was just <laughs> exclaiming that this is not good. <laughs> My friends, it appears we have a mother and her young. Oh, right. I should probably wait for you to tell us. Shaba, what did you see? Uh, I saw three distinct sets of footprints. Himini, Jiminy, Criminy. That sounds bad. <laughs> a mother and her young, I believe it could be. Oh, that's even worse. Yes. That means we'll have to kill young Umber Hulks <laughs> for the gold. I don't know how I feel about that. Just think of the gold, Aslo. That should put your mind at ease. Oh, well, okay. Yeah, I'm fine with it. <laughs> yeah, are they endangered? Do we know if they're an endangered <laughs> species? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we're the endangered species. Yes. I'm pretty sure they're super evil, so... <laughs> Actually, I, I, I'm an endangered species. Yeah, you are. Yeah. That's true. You're trying to protect an endangered species right now by killing these things. That's right. Yeah. It's us or them, Tokus. And you're the more endangered species of the two. And when it's an evil-aligned creature, which you are only partially evil-aligned, uh, it is morally okay <laughs> to kill it. I read that in some book somewhere. It's just science. Yes. Well, it has to be true if you read it in a book somewhere. Yeah. So are the, are the tracks going together? Uh, they are crisscrossing and applesaucing. Uh, they look like they passed through this area and continue farther down the tunnel. Uh, hmm. Dragging away their dinner. Yes. Screaming. Calling out for help. <laughs> you haven't just been following one single tunnel this whole time. I should probably explain the mine a little bit more. I just kind of skipped over the little side passages and other things that don't lead anywhere. Okay, so we are now, like, going in, like, turning and turning into deeper parts of the mine as we follow these tracks? Well, you've kind of been going deeper and deeper into the mine when you get to this point, and I glossed over exploring random passages that didn't have anything in them. Okay. 
Cool. So how did we know where to turn when we turned? This is the main shaft right now, and the other passages have just been like little side tunnels that branched off a little bit and then stopped and little stuff. Cool. So yeah, we didn't even have to really explore them. We just sort of could tell that they were small offshoots. Okay. So right now we're in the main, still in the main shaft, but we're about to go off into a side tunnel. Potentially. You you have to keep on following the tracks to see where they lead. We do that. Yeah. Are you taking the lead now since you're tracking it? We could walk together, Shaba. I could walk by your side as you track. I'm going to take out one of my tent poles and I will nudge Tokus from the back. (laughs) <laughs> to indicate which direction he should go in. If Assuming there are no turns, Shaba can still track from the back if we just follow the path, and then whenever it comes to a junction, Shaba can direct us. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay, so you keep on going in your existing order. Mm-hmm. Hearing something. Oh, sorry, I'm just um, really nervous. <laughs> Sometimes I breathe really loud when I get nervous. Shaba, you have to remember to breathe. Shaba, breathe, and I slap him on the back. <laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry, I'll be fine. I know you're scared, but it's going to be okay. Shaba, you fought one of these before. You said that you know that they exist, right? You've done this before, right? No, but you have, Tokus. <laughs> I barely remember. And I probably shouldn't cut to a memory where I tell you all the horrible things that happened when we ran into one of these things. <laughs> Cuts to one of his memories and it's just like body parts flying against the wall and blood <laughs> splattering. <laughs> Gnome, yeah, gnomes are just like, ah! <laughs> I don't remember how I made it out alive. You pass a small junction and start walking off into one of the side paths following the tracks. After about 50 feet or so down this side path, everyone make another perception check. That, my friends, was an 18. 19. Oh, 19? That's really good. 7. And Stripey? Stripey makes a smell check. (laughs) And he gets... Oh, he gets a 17. So everyone except for Shaba, you're walking down the tunnel, and you hear scratching in one of the walls behind you, and you have just enough time to turn and see rocks come flying out from the wall of the cave as this gigantic brown-scaled beast emerges from the wall. Whoa! Whoa! They're coming through the walls! <laughs> They're coming through! And Shaba is surprised by this. Everyone else has managed to avoid surprise. And let's roll initiative. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> Aslo goes on a 14. Shaba's going on a 20. That was my one roll since I got surprised and didn't get advantage. Ah, bummer. And Stripey is going on a an 18, actually. I have an 8. <laughs> Could be worse. This Arbor Hulk's just bursting out of the wall. Oh, my This is crazy. Gosh. No. So the beast before you stands nearly 10 feet tall and is filling up pretty much this entire shaft. Yikes. I'll show you a picture of what these things look like. <laughs> Dude. Okay, so it's like it's like the body shape of a gorilla, but it's all buggy type like carapace, carapace yeah. looking skin. Oh, those are some ungulate uh. legs for you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Quite Ungulate, I would so say. So ungulate, dude. Indeed. <laughs> Shaba would have gone first, except you are surprised. I'm surprised. <laughs> so Stripey is the first to go, but before he can do anything, he needs to make a charisma save. Charisma? Stripey's the most charismatic badger around. You gotta be kidding me here. 
<laughs> Retro. And remember that he does have proficiency in all saving throws. Oh, heck yeah, dude. Well, I rolled Wow, uh, an 18 on the die. Fortunately, his charisma is only negative 3. So that would be an 18. Okay, so Stripey is fine. And what is he going to do? He's going to probably scream and then attack this thing. He's going to wet his little badger trousers. (laughs) (laughs) That would be a really cool audio snippet to find. Maybe we'll spend some time looking for, like, badger screams. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, Most animal screams sound pretty terrifying, though. They do. (laughs) Yeah, they do. (laughs) Yeah, we don't want to scare our listeners. That's right. We already scare them enough. Just the four of us. (laughs) I'm sure they're very scared for us for this combat. Speak for yourself. (laughs) Yeah, he's going to run up and bite this big dude on its buggy hoof, or whatever the heck that thing is you call a foot. Um, (laughs) 19 to hit. That does hit. All right, that's uh, nine damage. Then he will get poised for another attack. For a second, I thought you were abbreviating poisoned. No. <laughs> yeah, well, me too. Well, if he bites in and there's poison, then sure enough. But that's what happens when you abbreviate all sorts of random words all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that one dude from How I Met Your Mother, played by Joe Manginello, who DMs one of the elite Hollywood D&D groups, by the way. I think Thane was referring to you, actually. Yeah, uh, that too, but um, <laughs> that character is probably like my inspiration when it comes to abbreathing things. He would just like randomly abbreathe longer words. Well, I've never seen that. Uh, so. I mean, this D&D group, though, it has Vince Vaughn, it has Tom Morello, the guitarist from Rage Against the Machine, an audio slave. It's got both of the uh, showrunners for Game of Thrones. It's like, it's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's a super group. Yeah, it is. Super Hollywood nerds. Yep. All right, Stripey's done. So the Umber Hulk more or less ignores Stripey and decides to go for the larger meal directly in front of it yep. and moves Ooh. to attack Shaba. Is Shaba close to me? No, because you're in front and he's in back. No. Oh, it came out from behind us. Yes. Yes. Ah, uh, yes, yes. It tries to claw you twice, but misses with both of those. And then it bends down and bites you with its mandibles. How tall is this thing? It, it bends down to bite Shaba? Yeah, I remember he said it's yeah. like 10 feet tall. For 14 points of damage. All right, that's a stone's endurance use if I've ever heard one. <laughs> uh, all right, and I rolled an 11, so I absorb 13 of those 14 damages with my mighty Goliath. Toughness. So you're all you're all surprised and stuff, and then you're like, Kavaki! Ah! Kavaki shielded me with your strength. <laughs> I'm attempting to use your action captain thing for the first time here. <gasps> oh, action awesome. captain! Nice. Damn. So sweet. You know, I've really enjoyed Action Captain during my super secret campaign that we can't talk about too much, where <laughs> I, Tokus Alton, was Dungeon Master, and everybody else was a player, including so Thane. Tokus if you wanted- was the Dungeon Master? Yeah, that's yes. right. Tokus was the Dungeon Master of that campaign, <laughs> if I recall correctly. And if you want to check out that content, namely our Tales of Grisanth bonus campaign, that's patreon.com slash damage guild. And the Action Captain 5th edition combat tracker can be found at trovetokens.com slash track. That's T-R-O-V-E-T-O-K-E-N-S dot com slash track. Aslo is next, and 
you also need to give me a charisma save. Ooh, now is that just being in its presence or looking at it? If you choose, since you have the opportunity, you could just not look at it. But if you okay. are going to look at it, then you need to give me a charisma save. Uh, it's funny that you say that, Thane, because uh, charisma happens to be a strong suit of mine. Um, <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to take the save, but uh, I caution the others to consider alternatives. Consider getting a higher charisma. <laughs> yes. <laughs> consider not using it as your dump stat. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Now that I've talked myself up, I will probably fail. <laughs> or will it be talking about failing that makes me fail? Let's find out. <laughs> On the next exciting episode. <laughs> 21. Yeah, that's a success. Oh, Christmas Eve. Six. All right. So I look it straight in the eyes and I say, you're coming with me, punk. You see all four of them looking at you. Oh. All four eyes? Oh, boy. Goodness, that's freaky. Listen to me, four eyes. I think it's time to try out something a little new. What? I'm going to point at a point uh, roughly 15 feet behind it, wave my hands, and cast a new spell called Hypnotic Pattern. You have cast that spell before. I have cast that spell before. <laughs> Stripey is in that area, just so you're aware. Also, Stripey's in the area. So, yeah, I, I'm trying to cast it in such a way that the edge of the 30-foot cube hits him. Well, if we deal this thing damage, it breaks out of the effects, doesn't it? So, let me give you the layout here. Okay. It was Tokus in front, and then how far behind were you? Like five or ten feet behind him? He would have been five feet behind me so that I could possibly protect him, right? Oh, Isn't that part of our marching order? So Tokus in front, five feet behind is... Aslo. Aslo, and then another five feet behind Shaba. is Shaba, and then there's the Umber Hulk, and then... Stripey is basically at the same level as the Umber Hulk. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and actually, that's true, uh, Shabe. If I, if we damage it, then it gets knocked out of the spell, so it wouldn't do what we want anyway. Well, I think that'll be very helpful if its offspring joins the fray. Yeah, like crowd control on people that were not actively fighting. Yeah. To like keep them tapped out, and then we and then we go in. Yeah. All right, um, so in that case... Do you have any um, other new tricks, Aslo? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've got two new tricks. It's called the sword in my right hand and the sword in my left hand. And then I run up and attack it. Their names are Lou and Betsy. Yeah, but you've got like the, the flourishy stuffs, you know, like the... But you, like, you have literal abilities that you can do. I do, it's true. Uh, one of them is not rolling natural ones, which mm -hmm. I did just roll. So I'm going to re-roll that one. Halfling luck. That's right. And it was a natural two. Hey, so, hey, better. plus one is better. <laughs> the other one would be a 12 to hit. It does not pierce its armor. Ooh, all right. So I heroically run up toward it and swing both swords, and they both bounce harmlessly off its armor. And then uh, I feel really awesome. <laughs> and I believe attacking with the second weapon is my bonus action, right? Yes. Then I will try to make myself look small and pass the turn. <laughs> Tokus, you also need to make a save. Yes, I will attempt to. Charisma is not my strong suit, so... Or you could look away from it. Yeah, but for the things that I want to do, I need to look it in the eyeballs. Look it in the eye sockets. You do have advantage. Because this is a magical ability. Oh, yeah. Yes, I was just double-checking. Yeah, it's for Int, Wiz, or Cha. 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 Cha-cha-cha. 
Here we go. <laughs> As they say at the end of some renditions <laughs> of Happy Birthday. Well, I'm really glad that I have advantage on this because that was a seven, which would have been a negative, it would have been a five. <laughs> and that was a natural one. So wow. I think I'm confused. All right. So let's see what happens. Thing gets all excited. <laughs> <laughs> You turn and look at this thing and zone out and gaze off into space, uh, arms uh, hanging limply at your side. Oh, no. Oh, boy. Shava, it attacked you from behind since you never turned to look at it in the first place. Yes. So you could continue not looking at it or you could take the save and try something else. I will continue to not look at it as I take the disengage action and run 30 feet. As a bonus action, slapping Tokus in the face as I run by him. <laughs> so you avert your eyes, disengage, and run ahead down the tunnel. And I say, Tokus saved me. Can he punch me with an unarmed attack or something <laughs> to wake me up? I was looking for confused on the conditions page, and I couldn't find it. I would like to use Tokus's face as my object interaction for the turn. <laughs> you can slap him or whatever, but it has no effect on this. Oh, no. Wow. Well, I do anyway, <laughs> just, just to see if it did have an effect, because you never know till you try, right? You just slap me silly. Yeah. So you run for it and make it about 10 feet past where Tokus is standing, and suddenly you feel the floor begin to crumble beneath your feet. Oh, no! no. So make a dexterity save. Oh, no! This is going to be a 12. Shaba, before you roll. I've already rolled. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> but can I, can, before I know the result, can I roll, rub the lucky rabbit's foot? Or use your session inspiration? Or use my session inspiration? He's already stated what the result is, but he hasn't asked you for whether or not that result is successful, correct? That's where we're at in this interaction? That's where we're at, yes. That's where the stack is? Yeah. <laughs> Technically, it's too late for either of those actions at this point. Yeah, I think I think so, yeah. Okay. So, you roll a 12, and that is not quite enough. No. So, the floor collapses out from underneath you, and you fall into the rubble below. Oh, wow. So, it's like a pit. Yes. And you take two points of falling damage. And it looks like you can see another small tunnel going off to the side here. It looks like this place was carved out, basically, to be a trap. Oh. Wow. Wow, these things are crafty. The floor that you fell through was just extremely thin stone without any sort of supports. Hmm. Man. How far down did he fall? Yeah. About 10 feet. Mm. Okay. 10 feet. So you still have your action. Uh, no, I used the disengage action. Oh, that's right. Still have bonus action. I punched Tokus in the face as a bonus action. <laughs> <laughs> I will stand up as a bonus action then. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll just lay there and cry. And <laughs> I'll end my turn. <laughs> <laughs> Are you okay down there? Oh, I can't say anything. I'm drooling. That's right. <laughs> Stripey. Well, this is growing swimmingly. Mm -hmm. Going super well so far. All right. Stripey will make an attack against this big lug. Uh, doesn't Stripey need to... Huh? Yeah, Stripey also needs to save. Oh, uh, yeah. It's a cha, right? Yes. It's a cha, but you get your proficiency. Right. Bonus. So that makes his bonus a plus zero. So 14. <laughs> 14 is not enough. Oh, man, that's a hard oh, save. Wow. Good night. Yikes. So, Stripey uh, also does nothing. Wow, our chief DPS goes down, too. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, Tokus was confused when you said that, so he didn't hear you. <laughs> I, take, I take no offense. <laughs> Stripey will concede. <laughs> he, he will, he, he's like, okay, I give up. 
He shuffles him up. Yep. All right, the Umber Hulk now bends down towards the next closest target. And that is Aslo. Right, right. And it claws you once for 12 points of damage and then bites you for... Uh, sorry. Hold on. Oh, so you've, you said the first, but uh, when I can use second chance. Okay. So since you haven't said the damage for the other one, I will use second chance on that. On the second one? Yeah. Okay, that makes me roll again? Yes. It did not help. Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> it bites you for 19 points of damage. Oh, oh, and how much was this, the claw strike for? The claw was 12. 12 plus Oof. 19? Good night. 31, 31? Damage. <sighs> Guys. Gross. I have two hit points left. Yeah, we're, we're pretty, pretty well screwed. <laughs> and that's like the second <laughs> round. That was more than I expected it to do right away. You and me both. <laughs> As though it's your turn. Okay. Uh, so, status check. Uh, one party member's at two hit points, two party members are confused, and one party member has fallen down a hole. Yeah. 